Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to spend a little bit of time talking about antinomianism. I am just picked up a book on it and I'm reading through it again. And uh, it's not a topic new to me. Of course, I covered antinomianism and the opposing extreme legalism in my book, I Am Not Amused. So if you're interested in looking at that, particularly from the perspective of media entertainment, go ahead and have a look at that book, I Am Not Amused. You can get it anywhere you can get a book online. Uh, and I'll put a link to the main uh, page down below so you can read more about it and get some, some links. But these two extremes... Legalism is the errant theology that suggests we have to legislate everything. This really marked a lot of the maybe 20s, 30s Christianity. You weren't allowed to play cards. You couldn't go dancing. Things like this. These all count as legalism. Now, some people take legalism and say, well, a Christian obeying the commands of God is being legalist. Somebody who tends to be towards the more antinomian view tends to look at anybody on the more legal legal view as a legalist, whereas somebody on the legalist looks at somebody with the more antinomian view as uh, against the law. And that's really what antinomianism means. It means against the law, or there is no law, or there is nothing we are bound to do. Now, antinomianism is distinct from the free grace movement, which also is very much against the law, but they have a little bit different nuance. The free grace movement believes that nothing we can do will hurt our salvation, as does the antinomian view. But the difference is, is that in the free grace view, the, the, person, uh, the person is not capable of any form of sin versus the antinomian believes there is nothing that is sin for a believer. And there is a slight nuance of that. I want to talk about it in the, the introduction of the book I'm uh, currently reading on the topic. And uh, he describes it as a foundational sin. And after looking at this, I said, yeah, it probably is. Because at the foundation in the Garden of Eden, the serpent convinces Eve that there is no, there is no law. There's nothing against it. God just does not want you eating the, the fruit from the uh, prohibited tree because he just wants to restrict your freedoms. Now, where this is so fundamentally wrong is in our modern day world. In our modern day world, we have this idea. Look at the daily walk we did last week looking at what is love. Of course, the modern uh, or the postmodern world, we should say, looks at these things of love and says, hey, love is just to allow everybody to do everything. And we completely counteracted that in the last uh, discussion. But our modern world has this premise that all actions are acceptable and whatever one might want to do, one has the, the ability and the freedom of, to do without having any real issues. And so the reality of it is the antinomian view is one of the foundational sins in that it says nothing is against the law. And it is a second big problem in our world where we want to teach that all actions are justified. You can't possibly interact with somebody and say what they can or can't do. That's certainly problematic. That's what the idea happens to be. Now, the third basic point here is that it is incorrect in that we are concerned with sin as Christians. Okay, so we have to understand what is a sin and we have to obey the commands of God to not do that. Love of God means to obey him. 
And he does give us some things to, to say. But the foundation of Christianity and where the author of the book on antinomianism I'm, I'm flipping through right now says is that the creation of the Reformation spawned antinomianism because, of course, the Reformation was predicated on salvation by faith alone. And if salvation is by faith alone, there is no law that we have to be concerned with. But this is what introduces the concept of the Christian paradox. You see, Christianity is a lot of paradoxes. There are a lot of paradoxes in the Christian faith in that as we're looking at the various elements of Christianity, it is true that our works do not cause our salvation, but a saved person is not going to engage in open sin. Okay, and there are a dozen of these paradoxes. I've been compiling a list of them in research for a book. I don't have my list in front of me right this moment. We are saved by grace through faith, but being saved by grace through faith, part of the the changing transformational work of us is that we begin to sin less as we take on the form and the image of Christ. And that really is the counter to antinomianism is that it is, it is errant to say that there is no purpose of the law, but it's also errant to say we must live ourselves under a yoke of the law. Now, Paul kind of gets into this a little bit. The ends of Romans 5 and the beginning of Romans 6. This is one of those cases where the chapter markings did not make a lot of sense. But looking at Romans 5, 20 and 21, the law came so that transgression would increase But where sin increases, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And so the law is there, the transgression is there, the rules are there to demonstrate our requirement, our need of a Savior. That is why the law is there. But then in Romans 6, Verses 1 and 2, he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may increase? In other words, hey, if if the sin is what leads to our grace, isn't more grace better? So let's sin all the more so that we would get more grace. And Paul says in verse 2, may it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? And so that really is the balance of the faith is that it is not about living a series of legalistic rules as people who are not Christians think a sound believer is because a a sound believer generally is not going to drink to excess. They're not going to be a drug addict. They're not going to engage in a lot of prostitution, at least they shouldn't be if you're really honoring Christ in your life as a Christian. That really is certainly the case. But at the same time, that looks like we are focusing so much on legalism, but the real uh, truth of Christianity is that we're not there being legalist. We are practicing our life of Christianity, which to the outsider looks legalistic, but to us, we're not focused so much on it to say, well, I can't, I can't drink or I'll go to hell. I can't do drugs or I'll go to hell. That's not the case. But the working of Christ does in our life compels us to despise such things because they are called sin according to the Bible. So that really is the complicated paradox surrounding legalism, antinomianism, and the Christian. A lot of it is depends on which direction you're looking at it from, but the reality is there are commands we are commanded not to do, but 
it is not, our salvation is not derived by the things we do or do not do. So hopefully that helped to understand the, the idea and maybe I will revisit it after I complete this guy's uh, a dedicated work to the topic of antinomianism. Again, if you want to have a look at that book, I Am Not Amused, where I've already talked about antinomianism and legalism as it relates to media, entertainment, and the Christian. I will have a link for that in the description down below. Thanks for watching and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. Thank you.